Welcome to Sovereign Self, weaving spiritual awakening with the fabric of everyday life. Your host is Zofia Renea Morales. We'll discuss and show you how you can achieve the highest potential in your life through divine wisdom and really live. Now, here is your host, Zofia Renea Morales. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Sovereign Self. This is Zofia Renea Morales, and I am here today with Barbara Salmeron, and uh, she is an expert at relationships. Uh, but before we dig into from hot mess to happily ever after, I would like to invite you to get to know yourself a little bit better. I have put together a very short quiz that will determine what your spiritual superpower is in less than 60 seconds. So if you take a moment to go to superpowerquiz.us, you can find out what your particular superpower is. So on that note, I will shift to introducing our guest. So Barbara, after a decade of experiencing short, failed, and painful relationships, decided to commit to learning about men, women, and their communication differences. She saw that she was consistently becoming either the mommy or the masculine in her romantic escapades, and she learned how to prevent it from happening again. Yay! <laughs> Today, she enjoys a loving and peaceful marriage full of respect and appreciation. Barbara became certified and licensed to teach the very material that turned it all around for her, and now she speaks, writes, teaches, and coaches others on how to transform the battle of the sexes into peaceful and productive partnerships at work, at home, and in romance. Barbara is also one of the foremost gong master teachers in the world, having studied with most of the gong grand masters around the globe. She lives in Dallas, Texas with her husband, Rick, and their two feisty female felines, and still travels the world with her gongs at every opportunity. Welcome, Barbara. I'm so happy to have you here with us today. Hello. Thank you. I'm thrilled to be here. Yay. <laughs> so I would love to uh, to dig in a little bit, right? Because I introduced these amazing experts and it's like, ooh, well, I could never be like that. Uh, so I like to follow the journey. What was it like before? <laughs> mm -hmm, the before. So, yes. uh, I mean, you know, career-wise, I, I was in corporate America, right? I was uh, an executive assistant and then an office manager and then I found out that uh, accounting was what the part of that that I liked. So I was an accountant for many years, you know, and I even had my own bookkeeping company. But Right. And accountants are known for their interpersonal savvy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 So um, what happened was, you know, during that time, I was very left brained and I knew that that's just I'm a Virgo and we tend to be very left brained anyways. Mm -hmm. And um, at the age of 25, um, I was in my, I was living overseas and I was married to my first husband and I felt like the marriage was failing and I, I just went on a little journey. I was in Thailand at that time and I just made a decision. I was already not watching TV because the TV wasn't in my language. Yeah, However, well, yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's a blessing in many ways. I yes. gave up on TV yeah. many years ago myself. I, I didn't miss it. And my husband and I own three businesses. So we worked 18 hours a day for five years and then separated, you know, so that's what Ugh. being a workaholic does for you. But in that moment, I, I just distinctly remember, I, I say that my spiritual path like took a 90 degree turn. 
at the age of 25 <laughs> because I had already stopped watching TV. And in that moment, I decided I'm going to stop reading fiction and I'm going to pick up books on subjects that I know nothing about that I'm interested in. Oh. And, and I just, I started picking up all these esoteric books and just devoured them. You know, I just, I had this spiritual growth spurt. And then uh, a few years later, when I moved back to the States, I was living in Southeast Florida. Yay, by the Yay. beaches. I miss the beaches <laughs> there. And um, I just started joining classes and groups, you know, meditation groups. I found a spiritual teacher that I studied with for three years, up, you know, up until the day I left Florida. And um, I, I discovered the metaphysical new thought churches like Unity and, and Centers for Spiritual Living and, and just how they approach things differently. So I was really just having this huge growth spurt, just go several times a week going to these meditation groups and book studies and, and events and things. Um, and I also got pretty heavily into personal growth. So, I mean, as of this moment, it's uh, 20, 22 years of a personal and, and spiritual growth journey and continuing because I, I always continue those things. I always feel like, you know, yes, I'm a teacher, but I'm always a student first and foremost, you know. Well, always... and I, I think for myself, that is one of the most important things when I'm looking for a teacher to expand under is that they're also still learning. Because it's, I think yeah. once you reach the point that it's like, well, I've got nothing more to learn, you've got nothing left to teach me. So... <laughs> Yeah. And that, that, that quote, I see people do that with personal growth. They're like, well, I, I've got nothing left to learn. I'm like, oh, you, you can expand your life in so many ways if you just be a little bit open to it, just a little bit, you know? Um, but, you know, so that's, that's what happened. And then um, fast forward many years, I uh, was doing all this personal and spiritual growth work and I became a, a Reiki master and I became a meditation teacher and and lots of other things um and it was later that the gongs showed up in my life and so i'm a <laughs> gong master teacher now and um you know i've done so much with the gongs I, I take them all over the world and and that's still my favorite thing to teach but along the way um so this was 2014 i think when i was living mm -hmm. in hawaii i had the realization i mean my love life was was crap right can i say yeah. that yeah <laughs> you you can say that i don't uh, okay. i don't censor people around here okay. if it was crap i want you to say it as it is so it was crap yeah. my love life was crap and well I mean, and was... how long had you been working on your own personal like spiritual and and personal growth journey at that point okay so uh that was i think that was about 16 years or so yeah so I was yeah, really... because a lot of people mm -hmm. out there sell that, well, if you just take care of your own stuff, the relationship thing will take care of itself. And I think for some people it does work that way, but not everyone. Yeah, and it depends on what you're studying, too. So I was really, and still am, very heavily involved in personal growth. I go and volunteer for the weekends and watch other people's transformations, and I you know, receive something from it every time. Um, and so I was already in a place of personal awareness and personal responsibility. I was clear that I was creating the results in my life. Nobody else was, nobody mm -hmm. was to blame, but I had this decade of short, failed, painful relationships. And when I say short, I mean, three or four months. Yeah. And then I'm deciding, oh, he's not the right guy for me. Uh, and just break up with him, totally blindsiding him because them, all of them, all sorry, of guys. them. Yeah. I owe many of my my ex boyfriends apologies. 
Um, I need to get to that. But, you know, I just, I would blindside them because they didn't know anything was wrong. I didn't express my needs. I didn't even know what my own needs were or how to ask for what I needed in a relationship. And so I'm realizing I'm I'm coming to this. Well, and we're not, we're not raised to do that as women. Yeah. We are not raised to express what we need. We're taught that, you know, quiet and smiling and accepting is is what gets you the guy and it gets you a really messed up relationship. (laughs) Well, it's horrible. And then your needs aren't met and he has no clue. And I'll tell you that men just want to make us happy. They want us to be happy. If we are somebody who's important to them, you know, they want to make us happy. But if we don't know how to express what we need, and part of what I learned from my mentor, which that, that happened in 2014, that I met my mentor, Allison Armstrong, who's a total relationship guru. And um, part of what she said was just about how men have this instinct to protect and provide. And so they, they really want to make us happy. But I was consistently, I had realized just before she came to Hawaii with her first seminar, I realized like it's been a decade of these short, failed, painful relationships. And I was, as you said, consistently becoming the masculine and the mommy. And I didn't want to be either of those things in my relationship with a man. So uh, I went, I I just kind of had this realization. And then she just happened to show up, right? When the student is ready, the teacher will appear. The teacher appears, absolutely. She (laughs) appeared and and she's so amazing. And I went to her first, um, my boyfriend at that time, we had been fighting every single day, every single day. And even that morning, I had to get up early and fly to another island and he got up whatever we were fighting even that morning but by the first break in that seminar like we it was two hours right and then we had our first break i'm calling him and apologizing because i'm starting to understand the male brain a little bit and how it's so different from the female brain and all of the miscommunications that happen because of that we have these expectations that they should behave like we behave but it's it's like it's like cats and dogs you know well and a lot of times um you know, even when you've worked on your communication skills, you can still mess it up. Because I, I had one of those with yeah. my husband a week or so ago. We've been married now 25 years. Happily married. I learned a lot from my husband that allowed mm-hmm. me to do well with my current husband. Yeah. But I messed this one up. I went in there and I said, okay, um, I've got a pizza in the oven. It'll be ready in about 15 minutes and we'll have lunch. And he heard... She's giving me all this detail. I need to be responsible for taking the pizza out and dealing with lunch because she's not going to be there. (laughs) Right. Yep. I'm like, okay, note to self. Just tell him lunch in 15 minutes if that's what the deal is. (laughs) Yes. Men love it straight and to the point and and as few details as possible because we lose them. You know, their superpower is something called single focus to where a woman's superpower, different brain structure. We do have different brain structures. A woman's superpower we call diffuse awareness. And um, it's just it's just totally opposite. So we, we can't flood them with details and expect to get a good result. That's what girlfriends are for. Yeah, exactly. Well, and if I am flooding him with details, he's he's learned, right, after 25 years of marriage, my ears had better pick up and I better pay attention because I'm going to need this information. <laughs> They're always listening for what, what do I need to remember? You know, what was the point? Was that the point? Is this the point? Is there a problem? You know, they're always listening for what's the point or what's the problem? So we got to just, you know, narrow it down for them a little bit and we will get a better result as a result of that. Absolutely. So 
how what what was the impact of having gone through this this initial what was it seminar or, or yeah. weekend with your your yeah. mentor it was a workshop with Allison Armstrong called understanding men and it was literally two days of just understanding men and it's just it's like the wool was off my eyes and my mind was blown and just to understand men in a totally different way and um, the relationship that I was in was really at its tail end it was you know that one lasted six months because I was working with a relationship coach that said you cannot break up after four months you have to wait until six months something about rewiring my brain I'm like Okay, so I literally had to wait, wait a few extra exactly. months to break up. Exactly, I'm, I'm hanging in because she said to hang in. <laughs> my coach told me to, but my very next relationship was uh, my husband, and we just celebrated five and a half years together. That's wonderful. Month. So, I mean, it's just I show, I shifted how I show up and how I. Um, treat men and interact with men and then the way that they interacted with me completely shifted so that that's amazing and wonderful and awesome because we tend to go back to the familiar i i've pondered this a lot because my sister and i both had bad first husbands i chose much better the second time she's had subsequent bad husbands and so this has always been kind of a mental puzzle for me and i think it's the familiarity Mm-hmm. I chose to not go with what was familiar on the second go round, and it was really uncomfortable to start with because it it didn't feel the same, which was good because what I was used to was very dysfunctional. Mm-hmm. And um, absolutely, yeah, I I think that has something to do with it. <laughs> Well, and anytime we're looking at something outside of our comfort zone, like this is the whole uh, personal growth thing, anything outside of our comfort zone, like all of our goals and dreams are outside of our comfort zone. We have to stretch ourselves and get uncomfortable. We have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable in order to increase our comfort zone. And so similar with with my husband, like I I had some adjustments that I had to make um, because he's so amazing and I wasn't. I wasn't ready to receive as a queen. And in my teachings, uh, my husband is in a stage that we call king. He's a, he's a king. He's in that phase. And um, kings like to give. And yes. so they need to be with a queen that can receive. And it was a huge adjustment for me. I never thought that would be. But, you know, when it's something that's not familiar, like you said, it, that's, that's what happens. Yeah, I had to be willing to allow myself to be cared for. Mm-hmm. That that was the real stretch for me was allowing myself to just receive love, to receive appreciation, to receive support, emotional, physical, monetary, all of that. Mm-hmm. And it was a difficult challenge. I I was raised, you know, pull yourself up with your bootstraps and ruggedly independent and press on regardless, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Big, big, big shift. So let me see here. Tell me, tell me how you met your current husband. I'm always intrigued by these stories because so many people are like, I'm going to go online or I'm going down to the bar. And I, I haven't seen great results typically from those strategies. So give us some thoughts. <laughs> well, I have a lot of ex-boyfriends from online dating. So if you do it right, you can meet some nice guys. But um, 
you know, depending on your own programming and your own beliefs, you're going to draw to you what matches those beliefs. You right. know, maybe that's what happened with your sister. So I was doing that. And, and then when we can look at patterns and, and realize that. But he and I actually met online. I had just finished a two-month tour around Europe with uh, the gongs and one of my students. I got back to Hawaii and it was this big this big, you know, <laughs> and I was like, and I was at the two year mark, which they say you, you're either staying forever or you can't get away fast enough. And I was right. done. I was done. So I ended up moving to Dallas. And um, before I, I had a month to move, I switched my online dating profile to read Dallas. He contacted me. We started talking. Two weeks later, he picked me up at the airport with a U-Haul cargo van to fit all my stuff. This is the first oh. time we met. He picked me up at Dallas Love Field. How appropriate. God bless him. <laughs> He's a keeper. He's a keeper. Absolutely. Shortly after I met my my uh, my bonus husband, <laughs> my blessing husband, um, we'd been going out for like a week and a half or two weeks or something, and he was supposed to move, and I helped him move. And um, it was a, a week or so after that he had called his mother and I was sitting in the room for the conversation. She was asking, well, and did she help you move? <laughs> and apparently I got big brownie points. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. So, hmm. What are some of the signs if you're in a relationship that the relationship perhaps might be something that is not salvageable? <sighs> Um, for sure, you know, I've helped several women leave abusive relationships. And so I, I just always, this is an extreme example. It's a very small percentage of the population, but sociopaths and, and psychopaths and narcissists, there's no cure. So just run, run the other way. They're, they're not capable of love and remorse and knowing right from wrong. And so just run. Um, and I've helped four women get out of those types of relationships. So like know the flags about that kind of stuff. Yeah, but that's the that's the extreme example. Um, other flags might be, you know, does 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 he care or does the other person care about your needs, you know, or do they belittle your needs? Uh, emotional or verbal abuse is abuse. Yeah, Even, absolutely. You know, it, it, it's don't stand for that, you know. And, yeah, and I don't know about you, but I found for myself that it's important to listen to the actions over the words. Anyone Absolutely. can say beautiful things. Oh, and they do. And the, the, again, it's only 3% of the population, but the narcissists and the sociopaths and the, and the psychopaths are master manipulators. They will tell you everything you want to hear. By the second date, they're proposing or talking about marriage. They're sweeping you off your feet. They, they want to move in with you because they probably don't make any money and want you to support them, you know? Um, yeah, look for those signs. When it's too good to be true, when it's moving way too fast, you got to... It's what we all want, right? We want that Cinderella story. We want to be well. Yeah, we were raised to think that yes. this is what you're looking for: is the yes. guy who will sweep you off your feet and take you to Paris for lunch and this kind of fooling around. And they don't tend to make good spouses. <laughs> not in the long term, no. All right. So we are up on our first break, and if you're out there listening to this conversation today, and you are in a in a relationship where you're going, hmm. I would invite you to take this moment to get your pen, get your paper, and write down the things that have made you go, hmm, and uh, spend a little time around that. Hang with us, and we'll be right back from the break and tell you what to do with that list.
This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Hey, beautiful soul. Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Go to TellZofia, that's T-E-L-L-Z-O-F-I-A dot com. Drop me a quick note and let me know. How has this show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That's TellZofia.com. Your opinion is critical in informing where I take the show next. Thank you so much and live soul first. Inner Realm is a free monthly holistic health magazine that promotes total health and wellness of body, mind, and spirit. We're a much-loved community resource for both alternative and traditional healing. We're in our 24th year of educating our readers about innovative therapies aimed at stress reduction, emotional healing, diet modification, energy healing, body movement therapies like yoga and tai chi, and so much more. Restore your soul, find your balance, and elevate your life with Inner Realm. Find us at innerrealmmagazine.com. Get Unchained. Tune in every Monday for Jane Unchained on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Featuring nationally recognized, best-selling author, TV journalist, and social media influencer, Jane Velez Mitchell. This program takes you inside a trending lifestyle that's the next wave of human evolution. It all starts on your plate. If you want to revolutionize your life, get happier, more energized, then discover the secret. Tune in to Jane Unchained Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. We don't follow. We lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thanks for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renee Morales, and I'm here with the wonderful and amazing Barbara Salmarin. And uh, before the break, we had invited you, if you're in a relationship where you've got some questions coming up for you, you're, it's not feeling right, you're considering, can I salvage it? Should I leave? Um, so talk to us a little bit, Barbara, if we've decided we've looked at this list and gone okay it's it's time to break up again uh how do you first of all decide how safe it is to break up with this person because some people yeah it's it's safe to break up with and others of them not so much yeah and unfortunately if, if someone is in that situation where it's not safe to do the breakup, then that is, you know, there's some planning that that needs to take place and be involved. And um, I can tell you that of my clients that have left unsafe relationships, they're happier now than ever. Um, restraining orders and all. I mean, yes. just, their life is so much better than than it was back then, because that person's not going to change. He's in this case, he, it was a, he was going to always lie and cheat and <laughs> not 
sign on for monogamy, which is what she wanted. Um, so, so yeah, safety and planning is is of the utmost importance. But you know that that's really not the majority of the population. And I always thought that it took two people to save a relationship, but I have since learned that one person starting to work on it, starting to work on themselves, can really turn the ship around. And um, there's a couple of different ways to do that. Um, you know, working with a counselor or working with a coach can really help that. And sometimes even as a couple, both as an individual and as a couple, and sometimes one person in the couple doesn't want to go do the therapy or the coaching, and that's okay. You can do it on your own to get clarity whether or not you know this relationship is salvageable or not. And then later, if that if the other party can come in and there can be a conversation with that objective third party, because what always happens is um, you say one thing, but it landed like this. You know, it mm -hmm. was what that other person heard was not what you said. And so that objective third party can say, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't think that's yeah. what they meant. What did you exactly? Think? Well, and I, I find at the tail end of relationships, you kind of reach this point where you almost can't breathe right sometimes. It's mm -hmm. like, you're making that snorting noise again. I wasn't doing anything. You're annoying me on purpose. So yeah, I, I think you're right that a third party can be helpful in diffusing some of that mm -hmm. stuff to turn it around. And helping Absolutely. to translate quite literally, because, you know, by the time a relationship gets to that point, there's there's hurt feelings, there's resentment that's built up. And so we have to clean some of that up if we want to continue and then transform into a loving relationship. And so sometimes that'll work. Sometimes it won't, you know, and, and my belief is if that relationship doesn't work, this is the belief I had to adopt after so many. <laughs> I said, you know what, that just means that the perfect guy is just right around the corner for me. And that was the belief I had to adopt. Otherwise, I would have been depressed and you know the cat like I'd have 30 cats and no husband yeah you know, um, <laughs> that would that would have been me right now yeah uh, exactly what's your advice to somebody who's in a relationship that they know has to end or is just left one and they've got this checkered history following behind them uh, how how do you kind of reset your expectation around that um, and and start to work with your own esteem and value and this kind mm -hmm. of stuff again well first take yourself on a spa day or on a little vacation to kind of relax and reset you know uh, it's nice to hear about your your own positive attributes from your friends and your loved ones to kind of help build you back up because there's a lot there but after after a relationship ends we're kind of buried in the rubble and as women, we always wonder, what should I have done? Should I have done more? Should I, mm -hmm. what, what should, what didn't I do? And but, some people can get really ugly when you're on the way out too. It can, yeah. yeah. And and so that, you know, when someone is ugly, either whether it's, there's no, there's no second date or it's a breakup, when they get ugly, it's like, thank you for self-selecting out. Yes, my <laughs> thank you for showing me who yes. you are. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And what I would say to start to rebuild, like what, what worked for me is I looked at my patterns and I suddenly, suddenly was like, wow, this is a pattern over the last decade. So if we can look back and look at our patterns, either the type of guy that we're choosing or, that's, or, or gal, or the type of situation that we're getting into, um, or if there's something repeatedly happening in our, either that relationship or many past relationships, 
we can look at that pattern and go, there's something here that I need to learn so I can stop repeating that pattern. And that goes into the personal growth stuff by way of our invisible belief systems that we right. call programs and the spiritual growth. Like we, we need to have some healing and, and some growth around that so we can identify the pattern and then get what we need to fill ourselves up to stop repeating it. Yeah, I love examples. Give me an example of one of your repeating patterns. What what were the signs that it was there? And then what did you do about it? Oh, boy. Well, um, I mean, consistently becoming the masculine or the mommy in my relationships, like it, that just kept happening again and again. And so, so how did that show up if we were following you with a video camera? What would we have seen? Oh, I was so mean. <laughs> <laughs> I was so mean. I was not. Oh, man. I was so, a lot of criticism. So um, criticism never works never yes. works to change a man, especially. Um, and so I was always critical, you know, but then not getting the results that I wanted. And so I just didn't know what to do. I, I couldn't figure it out. But these men that I, you know, these relationships that I was in, I, I didn't even hold them capable of like giving me directions to their house. And I would be so hard on them when they screwed up. And so it's like, no wonder why they're afraid to talk to me. Good Lord. So, <laughs> I really had to take a look at my behavior and how I was creating that pattern and how I literally was bringing out the worst in them because they were all nice guys. I don't date jerks. They were all great guys. They still are. But I was bringing out the worst in them through through my behaviors. And criticism was a huge one. Yeah. 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 I I had a moment where someone reflected for me that i interact with my husband very differently than many other people. I was at lunch with a girlfriend of mine and the situation was my husband had lost his job a month or so earlier. Um, and he was very busy, you know, reconnecting with his network and doing the things he needs to do to land the next job. But the thing that had gotten stuck and kind of fallen between the cracks was actually filing the unemployment claim. And I was at lunch and I forget I, why I needed to contact him, but as we were getting off the phone, uh, I said something to the effect of, you know, I appreciated how hard he was networking and, and working to find that job. Uh, and I would really appreciate it if he would actually get that unemployment claim filed today. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And I hung up the phone and she's like, he, he's been out of a job for a month. You were much nicer about that than I ever would have been. I said, I, well, I want him to do it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right. So what was the result that you got when you asked nicely and with appreciation? He actually had it done by the time I got home that day. So, yeah. <laughs> right. And some an extra little thing for women um, or for somebody dating men, since men are natural born provider and protectors, when we can say uh, something like, you know, I... I I would appreciate if you would, um, if you could, you know, file for the unemployment and what that would provide for me is a sense of safety and well-being and I'll just allow my body to be at peace instead of the extra stress right now. Once they know what it will provide for us and they want all those things for us, man, they're just, they, they can't do it fast enough. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
Oh, I love that. That's that's some wonderful advice because we we're showing all kinds of bad examples growing up on really how are. not to get what we want. <laughs> well, yeah, in, in our country in particular, um, you know, women unintentionally, unknowingly emasculate the men in their lives, not just their honey, but their sons and their coworkers and their bosses. There are ways that we emasculate them without even knowing it. And then we wonder why they're not open with us or why they, you know, don't talk to us or trust us. Like, mm-hmm. um, and, and we have created that situation unknowingly. But once I learned what those things were, it's, it's just a night and day difference. Can you give me an example of one of those ways? Okay. So uh, I love this example that um, my mentor, Allison, gives in, I I think she does this in her Understanding Men workshop. It might be her Understanding Women workshop. I don't know. But she says, um, you know, for two women talking, we interrupt each other and we just jump in and like, oh, you were at the lake yesterday. I went to the lake last week. Oh my gosh. You know, and we just interrupt each other. And that's conversation for us. That's just normal. That's like you and I are connecting. And by the end of it, we're best friends. But for men, interruptions are very emasculating. Because we're interrupting their single focus. If they're if they're saying something, if they're putting their energy towards something, it's something that's important to them. Um, and so when, if we interrupt, even in conversations, then that's, that's one of the, the emasculating behaviors that we unintentionally do. And I'm still guilty of it. And then I'll I'm, say, I'm, I'll say, I'm sorry, honey, you were talking, you go ahead. Like yeah. <laughs> all the time. Yep. I've, I'm known to transgress that way myself. And my husband's good about going, uh, hang on. I need to finish here. Okay. Yeah, they do because we're interrupting their single focus. And my husband and I both work from home and we have for many, many years. And um, I still will walk up to him and go, Hey honey, can I tell you something? Like it's right in the middle of his work day. You know, he's so patient and kind with it, you know, and it usually has to do with dinner. So he's, he's up for hearing about that, but yeah, (laughs) but the point is like, we don't learn these things and then, instantly we're, we're perfect at it. Like I still make mistakes, but I catch it faster and I acknowledge it. I clean it up and apologize for it. And he doesn't feel slighted. Exactly. So how do you take a, a relationship failure or a weak spot and start to turn it into a, a gift, a blessing in the next relationship? Yeah. So, so learning, learning from it. So I had another mentor say to me that there are no mistakes. There are only learning experiences. So really the only mistake would be not learning from our mistakes or our situations. And then, so if we can, and that's why I love patterns, because if we can see something that's happening over and over again, then we can start to look at, okay, what's underneath that? Is there a limiting belief that's underneath that? I don't deserve better or whatever. Um, so, so as we can start to learn like, okay, what went wrong? And, um, I, I had dated a narcissist too, at one point for four months, right? Like to the day. And after I broke up with him instantly, I could recognize I was on a date with uh, instantly. I could recognize the narcissist who, you know, never stopped talking about himself, um, during the date, but, uh, (laughs) You know, and, yeah. Well, and a, a lot of spiritually sensitive people end up, uh, what I want to say, so shell shocked after a narcissist that they, they almost want to swear off men completely. Um, and I have a theory about why 
we're sucked in that way because it really shakes your your confidence in your gifts, mm -hmm. right? right? I should have, you know, I can tell liars from miles away. I can tell people with bad intentions from miles away. How did I get sucked into this one? Right. And my the insight that I've come to is because the narcissist believes their lies. Absolutely. They completely believe their lies. They completely believe everything that they're selling you. And so those warning signs don't go off the same way that they go off with somebody who's a habitual liar. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Plus they're master manipulators. And it's because they believe their own lies. They've told the lies so many times and they believe it. And uh, so, and they're master manipulators. So, so they do that. But again, that's only like three or 4% of the population. So I, I know, free, but if you're an empath, you tend to like be a magnet yeah. for these things. <laughs> Yeah. And, so it and, seems like it's a much higher percentage. <laughs> well, and, and it, it can seem like that. So again, we got to look at the pattern. Like, why do I right. keep attracting this level of person? What in it, what, what is it in me that I need to work on? So I stop attracting that, that type of person. Cause they'll, they see us from a mile away. They were like, Oh, there's their energy vampires essentially. Yeah. And they see the, the next meal right there. Here's a kind and loving giving person um, and, and she's not going to call me on my shit because she's going to give me a second chance and a third chance and a 10th chance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they figure out who they can manipulate. Yeah. But, you know, and part of why our confidence can be so shaken after one of those or during one of those relationships is this gaslighting thing. So if you don't know what gaslighting mm -hmm. is, just Google that. But it's when they make you think that you're wrong and you're you're I've had clients go through this where he made her question her intuition and her gut and what she knew. And that was, she said, after the divorce, she said, that was the worst thing is he made me doubt myself and doubt my doubt what I knew was true. And so that's part yeah. of gaslighting. And then, you know, Oh, it's your fault, not my fault. But. Yeah. What, one of the signs that somebody's gaslighting you is you find the need to like sanity, check your experience with other people that yes. there's a hint. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So we have come up on our second break already. And if you're out there in listener land, I'm so excited that you joined us. And I'm hoping that you had some little ahas and some nuggets as we've gone through this conversation and some of these examples. So take your pen, take your paper, capture those. If you had an aha about a pattern that might be coming up for you or something that you've been doing where you may be emasculating your guy, it, Take note of that because when you write things down and you surface them in your consciousness, it gives you the in to be able to work on them. And hang with us. We'll be right back from the break. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. Hey, beautiful soul. Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Leave a quick voice message at 520-261-6827 and let me know. How has the show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That number, 520-261-6827. Thank you so much for your feedback. It's crucial in informing where I take the show next. Thank you and go out and live soul first.
It's time to unlock some of the best kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We get Guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. Sustainable success is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thanks for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renee Morales, and I'm here with Barbara Salmeron. And Barbara, I'm so glad you're still here with us in this last segment, because I'd like to know from you, what is your number one piece of relationship advice? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, we, we kind of touched on it uh, by accident earlier, but my number one piece of relationship advice for people is to replace criticism with appreciation. I find something to appreciate my husband for or a few things every single day, whether it's thanks for unloading the dishwasher, honey. Um, And then you can even take it further and say what that provided for me is feeling like a queen in my own home instead of a servant. You yeah, know, exactly. Like that, but, <laughs> or, but when, or pampered so I can relax and rejuvenate a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So when we can find something to, and it needs to be genuine, right? So men and women both have a BS meter. So it needs to be genuine and authentic. But, you know, if you can't find one thing to appreciate about your partner, then like do some digging, do some digging. Yeah, there's there's a larger issue here, right? Either, yeah, with either person, it could be the person who can't find anything to appreciate, you know, and again, after so many years of of a difficult relationship, it, it can be, it can be hard. But Uh, appreciation goes so far and everybody, you know, like the five love languages was a part of my relationship breakthrough as well back in the day after my first divorce. And um, if I had known that I might have, you know, I might have not divorced, but I'm happy where I'm at now. Uh, (laughs) But that appreciation is so important and the criticism backfires. It gets the opposite result. It typically, think about it. Like you don't like to be criticized. It always yeah. It always does. It always does, yeah. you know, and I I have this tendency to want to give like really detailed instructions. And I've learned that I just have to let go and go, you know what, 
Done however it's done is better than not done at all. And if I don't have to put my energy into it, I need to just appreciate. <laughs> that is exactly it. And so when we, and so a lot of what I teach is about the differences between men and women and our communication styles. When we can just let them do it their way and appreciate them for it. You know, when you turn something over to, to somebody, they're not going to do it the exact same way that you will. And that's okay. Yes. And if we ask our husbands or boyfriends to load the dishwasher and then we go rearrange it after they do it, they are going to see that. So this comes from the days of hunting and gathering. That is a waste of resources. Why did he just spend his time and energy on that if she's just going to redo it because he did it wrong? Yeah. So first, he's going to feel wrong. Then he's going to feel like he wasted resources, which was a life and death thing. We still have those survival instincts in the brain. So instead, well, and it's still a life or death thing, right? Because yes. it increases your stress level, and that will kill you faster than just about anything. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness, that 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 is a very wonderful insight. I like that. That's a common. That's a common <laughs> thing. But just like you said, and one of my other mentors says, "Done is better than perfect." You know, Amen. I've got not, that as yes. the screensaver on my computer. Done, <laughs> Done is beats perfect. perfect. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, if, if somebody else loads the dishwasher or, or washes the dishes, like, thank God, because then I don't have to do it. I'm happy as a clam. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I am so grateful that my dishes do not require my intervention. Thank you very much. <laughs> How do you, if you've been in one of these places where you've been kind of stuck in this tension in the mm -hmm. relationship. How do you start to shift yourself into appreciation? Because sometimes it's hard to move that mindset. It becomes sort of habitual. It can be. It can be hard. And, and even outside of relationships, when we're just in a rough patch in life, they say, make a gratitude list. And that can be really hard. I've been there before where it's really dark. And so you can do this about your partner or about your life. And, yeah, you know, I, I've had gratitude lists that start with still breathing. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like when I was in my darkest times, you know, I, I would say, okay, I have two eyes. I have two arms. I have two legs. Some people don't have those things. Like I can right. be grateful for that. So we can do the same thing with our partner. Like, like, like when you're apart and when you're in a, in an okay mood, a nice, get yourself in a nice mood and just think of the nice things. Maybe think yeah, of the nice things. Exactly. Thing. He's still employed, right? You know? Yes, yes, <laughs> exactly. And, and just think of the things that, you know, you, that helped you fall in love in the first place. Um, think of the things that he provides um, and just start to write that list and find little ways to then just do the verbal appreciation with him mm, or her. I like that. Yeah. I like that. So let's see, you've got, I think, a book series coming up. Would you like to tell us about your book series? Yeah. So the, the working title is Relationship Harmony, Volumes 1 through 8. And holy buckets i'm writing eight books yeah oh my gosh yeah <laughs> but I, I suspect there will be substantial improvement even if you only read one <laughs> absolutely absolutely well and they're they're based on my 16 master classes so i'm putting them in book format just so i can i you know i want to reach more people with this information because once i started applying it in my life i mean it completely changed so then I, I got certified and licensed by my mentor to be able to teach and talk and coach and write and all the things that I love to do. 
so now I, I do coach and help people with these things through my classes and the upcoming books. And um, I just, the more people I can share this information with, the better, because it's so just some, some little changes, some little habit changes can just make all the difference in the world. Absolutely. And the beautiful thing about changing your habits is once it's there, it's on autopilot. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And it, it's, what was that quote? It just like ran through my mind and ran back out. But something about your, your life is built out of habits. Mm, and so if yeah. you don't like your life, guess what True. you need to go look at? <laughs> Change your habits. Yeah. Change your yeah. habits. One at a time. Absolutely. One at a time. Is One. Good. A, you don't have to do them all at once. <laughs> Trying Just, to change too many is over. No, I, yeah. I, I always try to look for what I call the leverage habit. Right. Mm -hmm. What's what's the one that if I change that, it's going to have the most impact on everything else. I like and that. for me, frequently, it comes back to something that is health or energy related. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, because if I have if I'm feeling better, if I've got more energy, I can, everything else is easier to deal with. <laughs> mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, when we're at our worst, when we're sick or angry or hungry or whatever, like I know, like that's not the time when I'm going to have important conversations with anyone. Much oh, please, less Jesus, no. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> nope. It's a Netflix day or it's a spa day until I'm in a better mood because I know I'm going to bite somebody's head off if I'm in a really bad exactly, mood. Exactly. So. Or I need to just sit and meditate or have a nap Absolutely. or something before totally. I come back and deal with it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So I know you brought a gift with you today. Would you like to share with the listeners the gift that you brought? Yes. So this is a recording of a class that I did that's a little bit of a compilation of some of my other classes. I, I took out some of my favorite parts and put them together. It's called the five top secrets to relationship success in just five minutes a day. Oh, and, that sounds yeah. doable. That, yeah. that sounds much more do doable than eight volumes. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, just bite size, just bite size pieces. And so we talk about a lot about the differences in how men and women um, perceive things and, and how to approach that. And again, this, this applies to our relationships at work or with our family, um, anytime two humans are, are talking. Um, and, and whether, you know, someone is heterosexual or homosexual or married or dating. So this will, this, these are kind of some of my favorite parts of my classes that will help people. And I give lots of tools that you can just implement in five minutes a day, um, such as the appreciation, replacing uh, criticism with appreciation. Yeah. I love that. So if you would like to get your hands on Barbara's five minute a day relationship improvement class, you can go out to sovereignself.media and she will be up at the top of the speaker page. Her, you'll be able to uh, exchange your email address for this lovely class, as well as uh, get in touch with Barbara if you wanted to talk to her about one-on-one -on -one coaching work or anything else. <laughs> yeah, so sovereignself.media, that's where you would go to get that. So in the last few minutes that we have here in the show, what would be the words of wisdom you'd like to leave the listeners with? Oh, words of wisdom. Boy. No pressure. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> Say something really smart right now as the mind goes blank. Um, well, uh, like kind of what we've said, you know, look at the patterns and just know that, you know, the people I work with, they've got to have some level of self accountability and knowing that like, okay, you know, I might not like it, but 
the results that we create are of our own doing uh, and, and how we allow people to treat us. That's a decision we get to make. So whether that's mm -hmm. a work relationship or a, a bad relationship at home, we get to train people how to treat us by yeah. what we're willing to tolerate. And so uh, never tolerate, you know, either accept it, change it, but never tolerate. Never just tolerate, yeah. That leads to resentment and that's all invisible. And um, here's my other wor word of wisdom is, you know, expectations tend to be invisible. So like nobody's, well, some people are mind readers, but for the most part, you know, our partners <laughs> are not mind readers tell them what tell them what you want and what it would provide for you and you'll get a much different result if you if you say i don't want anything for my birthday and then you're mad because you don't get anything because you didn't birthday, get anything yeah stop it stop it men Please. don't do hints they they like direct oh my and, god i had a girlfriend oh my gosh we're no longer girlfriends because there were so many unwritten rules in that relationship Right. And you and, don't know. And they're unspoken. They're invisible. Like, yeah. And then her her feedback was like silent treatment, which I didn't notice because I'm one of these people. It's like if you're busy, you're busy. And when you're available and I'm available, we'll hook up. Ain't it great? You know, I didn't yep. even realize I was being silent treatment. And it <laughs> invisible expectations in any relationship, a friendship or anything is poison. Absolute yeah. poison. There's no need for it. Yeah, exactly. Just just say it. Actually, say people, it. people are pleased to know. I mean, they, they really are. My husband, for many years, struggled with the gift giving thing. And he finally was like, can you just make a list on Amazon? Absolutely. I'll make a list on Amazon, pick whatever you want off of the list. <laughs> Yeah, I will be yeah. surprised regardless. <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, honestly, it's what I do with my husband because I don't know what he wants as gifts. I'm like, just tell me what you want and I'll order it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, put, so, put something on the list. I'll pick something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. That's like perfect communication straight to the point. No hinting. Men don't do hints. No hinting. Yeah, exactly. Well, and there's something to be said for being practical and realistic about being in a relationship, let go of some of this fairy tale. He'll just magically know what I want. If he loved me, he would he know. Would know. No. He would observe. No, no because mm, sorry. we think that. So in a heterosexual relationship, we think that because we have a female brain and we do we do observe all of the details because our superpower is diffuse awareness. His superpower is single focus. If he's working, he's working you know, yeah. or, or whatever. And, and so we notice all of the details because it was important to our survival back in the mm -hmm. day of the caveman and cavewoman. So we think, well, he should notice all the details. He should notice that hint that I dropped. Other women will notice it. Absolutely. Yes. I, I have a girlfriend yeah. who actually gifted me um, a donation. I, I forget for my birthday or something to an abused women's shelter. Now mm -hmm. I had never told her about the husband. Mm -hmm. But she figured it out because of that diffuse awareness. I wouldn't yep. ever expect a guy to be able to figure that out. Thank you so much for joining us today, Barbara. We're already up on the end of the show. <laughs> I Incredible. really appreciate, really this appreciate so all of the insights. And uh, everyone out there who joined us today, I really appreciate that you come and you join with us every week. Mm -hmm. I do this show for you. And... I love to hear from my listeners. So give me a, 
a short email. Just drop me a couple of words. Let me know if you enjoyed the show. Was it helpful? Is there anybody else you'd like to see a topic you'd like to see us dig more deeply into? You can reach me at askzofia, A-S-K-Z-O-F-I-A at transformationspace.co. And until next week, go out and live soul first. Thank you for being a part of our program this week. Sovereign Self can be heard live every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Please join host Sophia Renea Morales again next week, right here.